Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast, Healer, Heal Yourself, Reduce Burnout, Discover Your Creativity While You Heal Others. My name is Dr. Isla Bates, and I'm the host. I'm a psychiatrist and an artist, and I bring to you the intersection of creativity and medicine. Today, I interviewed Dr. Christopher Liu, who's a serial entrepreneur. He started out in the medical field. He has an MD, PhD, and he was a, an orthopedic resident. And then he left medicine and has since started a series of businesses that are quite lucrative so that he reached financial independence at the age of 29. And he's written several books on financial independence. He also coaches physicians and has a very active life, including running marathons. So I hope you'll enjoy this interview with Dr. Christopher Liu. Thank you so much for listening. And please write a review and don't forget to subscribe. Talk to you soon. Bye now. Okay. Um, well, today I have Dr. Christopher Liu. He's a former orthopedic surgeon and a serial entrepreneur, investor, author, consultant, executive coach, and keynote speaker. He received his MD, PhD from medical, the medical scientist training program through Baylor College. And he has a substantial portfolio, which I will have him tell you more about. But uh, at the age of 29, Dr. Liu achieved financial freedom. And I see Dr. Liu as a creative. Um, he may not see himself as a creative, but I see him as very creative and innovative. And so I am looking forward to this interview. So welcome, Dr. Liu. Nice to have you. Hey, uh, Dr. Bates, thanks for having me. I know we uh, did a, you know, you were on my podcast and I was happy to have you. And um, now I'm happy to uh, be on yours. Oh, great. I know it's, it's very cool. And um, I would like to get to know you a little bit more. And because I'm a child and adolescent psychiatrist, I kind of like to know a little bit about what you were like as a kid. Were you always an entrepreneur? Yeah, I, actually, I, w I was actually an entrepreneur. Um, and uh, from an early age, I, uh, I didn't really take direction well. And um, I was sort of a rebel. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, and um, I was always doing things against the grain. Uh, but uh, I, I'm not sure if it was lucky, luckily or unluckily. But, uh, you know, at, at some point, I had to, um, you know, conform to the real world. And so um, my way of conforming to the real world was to, um, do well in school. Um, I, I, I always wanted to be successful, but I knew if I if I didn't uh, get a good education or uh, didn't distinguish myself uh, academically and economically, I wouldn't have a chance to succeed in this world. So uh, I I 
started focusing on um, success and I started focusing on school and academics and getting good grades and getting into a good college and that sort of thing. So that set me up for um, success, but, um, and it, it was a journey I, I wouldn't take back because it taught me a lot of skill sets on how to succeed, but um, I really had, in order to really um, unleash my potential, I, I had to become an entrepreneur. Yeah, so interesting. What do you think um, drives you? Well, uh, a lot of things drive me. So one thing is my my underlying motive has always been freedom. So the freedom of choice, uh, options, um, freedom uh, to um, live where I want, work where I want, work with whom I want, you know, doing things that I really enjoy. Um, so that's my underlying motive is is, is freedom. Uh, the other, the other thing that, um, and, um, in the past, it's always been financial freedom, but, um, as our, uh, society progresses, there's a lot of different components to freedom. There's, um, financial freedom, there's time freedom, emotional freedom, location freedom. So, uh, we'll, we can talk a little bit more about those. Um, the second driver is just, that I want to, uh, I've always wanted to make a difference in the, in the world. So, Mm -hmm. uh, make an impact. So, um, in, 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 it's always been a, quite a challenge because in order to make a difference in impact, you can either work within existing, um, systems, or you can actually, uh, change the paradigm and, and create your own paradigms in order to, um, to impact people. So that's why I, I became an entrepreneur and that's why I became, um, why I uh, started my podcast and blog and I speak and I've written books and that sort of thing. So those two things um, really drive me. Yeah, um, I know you've written a lot of books too. So tell me about emotional freedom. What do you feel like you've achieved it? And what does that feel like? Well, emotion, I feel like I'm just on the cusp. I when I fully when I was able to fully retire from my investments uh, back in 2016, I was 38 years old, mm -hmm. and uh, at that point, I thought you know I had reached the pinnacle. Uh, I was still young, and um, and uh, I was able to take a year off. And then during that year off, I actually uh, got bored. It, you know, it's just like you know you can only do so much. You know, traveling <laughs> is your you know so. Yeah. Um, but uh, how old were you then? You, you said? Uh, I was I was 38 years old. Uh-huh. And you you had achieved financial freedom and you took a year off. And what did you do during that year? So I so what I did was I did um what we call um what uh, Tim Ferriss calls mini life experiments. So what I did was I spent part of the year in Europe and uh, also in South America and Southeast Asia. And I uh, learned how to create a uh, digital business. So that was mm. through um, digital products, through speaking, uh, creating my four books. Um, and uh, so I did that and I learned how to create um, side income streams online as opposed to um, having to physically be there. So that's what I did. Um, I also, during that time, I, um, I uh, did a lot of uh, soul searching in order to discover what the next phase of my life would be. So, you know, like we alluded to, I thought 38 years old, I was the pinnacle, but mm -hmm. then eventually I was searching for more meaning and more um, 
contribution and more growth and fulfillment. So that's why I started Financial Freedom for Physicians. And, um, and since then, it's actually grown. It's, uh, I've impacted you know, hundreds of physicians. Um, last year, my business exploded. Mm. And um, so it's been, it's been very rewarding you know, through a podcast or a speech, you can impact you know, hundreds, thousands of people all at once. Mm. Wow. So tell me, uh, do you have any stories that you feel particularly proud of um, in terms of the people you've worked with? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I've actually, I'm proud to have worked with um, a lot of physicians, but um, my really, it's really encouraging to see uh, people that um, really you start to see their growth and their um, their uh, paradigm shift. So I'll give you an example. One was a, um, she's a struggling um, OBGYN and um, based out in Chicago, uh, you know, recently was divorced and, uh, you know, searching for more career meaning. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I spoke at the SEEK uh, conference back in 2018 in, um, in Chicago, and uh, she was, uh, you know, she was my client, and um, it was great to just see her in, uh, in the series of, uh, you know, I, my coaching programs are, um, you know, four, four weeks to, uh, to uh, eight weeks in length, and um, from that point, you know, I, I worked with her. It was incredible to see the, uh, just the shift in how, you um, you know, just the growth, uh, for example, you know, not knowing anything about um, networking, not knowing anything about blogging, you know, she, she created her LinkedIn profile, had 500, um, uh, over 500 um, uh, additions to her network, uh, she grew mm-hmm. that, uh, she grew her brand, um, she started blogging, um, and now she's, you know, she's doing very well, and she's very um, successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so rewarding to see that kind of growth happen over a short period of time. Yeah. Wow. That's so inspiring. I remember um, hearing you talk of, of a couple of years ago, I think it was, and I was just so impressed with you. And, um, um, you know, I just think you're pretty outstanding <laughs> in general. <laughs> what? <laughs> This was at the SEEK conference or was it a different? Um, I think it was, it was leverage and growth. Okay. With, oh, the leverage, yes. Yeah. yeah. With uh, Peter. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Peter Kim, yes. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you though about, you know, what are the things that uh, make you happy? Happiness. Um, Well, yeah, happiness. uh, I think a lot of it, uh, what makes me happy is um, uh, the ability The I like to always challenge myself and I like to see my growth. So I'm always um, in a growth mode and I'm always learning. Um, I'm always trying to, I'm always asking myself, how can I improve on this? So that's one part is, is the growth in the, in the personal development aspect. Uh, the other part is just the fulfilling fulfillment is, which is, um, you know, uh, doing, um, your mission and your calling, uh, for others and, you know, through your work and your passion. So in particular, my, I'm like you alluded to, um, I'm a creative, so I like to, um, create content and write things. And I like to see that have a positive impact on others. Um, and then the last portion is just uh, with um, the healthy relationships. 
with uh, with my spouse and with my family, uh, with my colleagues, my uh, and just having a very um, positive emotional support. That's the biggest thing. Um, the, uh, the you know the financial. It, it, I'm not really aiming for a number. I'm I'm more interested in how I can use the finances as as resources to help people and to and to make a positive impact in the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, so you write. I, I know most of the, your writing has been nonfiction. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, I write a lot of. Um, I've read a lot of uh, op-ed pieces for Kevin MD and Doximity uh, for my blog, uh, LinkedIn Medium, uh, and it's just all focused around financial freedom, uh, different mindsets, how the world's changing, uh, the new opportunities coming. Um, so I, that's my passion is I just love to write about um, finance and entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and um, nonfiction topics. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what's clear is that that you're absolutely you know doing what you love every day. And so many people, um, feel like it's so out of reach, right? To be doing the things yeah. that they're passionate about. Yeah. Then yeah. You must feel pretty lucky in that, in that respect. <laughs> well, uh, I, like I, like I said, um, if I hadn't, uh, if I hadn't t- taken a leap of faith and, uh, you know, really confronted my fears, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this position. Um, but I, I know a lot of physicians there, um, out there, you know, our healthcare system is in a, is in a huge um, need of reform, mm-hmm. and so you know it's it's um, up to, to to us, you know, um, to speak out and to start, you know, bringing awareness and start um, offering solutions and how on how to um, make our profession better. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean. Um... You know, I think it's really sad that a lot of physicians are leaving medicine and um, you left a long time ago. I'm just wondering how you feel about it. Do you feel uh, that you're missing something or, Uh you know, (laughs) I doubt it. I doubt it, but Uh I'm just curious you know, do you ever feel like, oh, sometimes yeah. I'd really love to be in the OR? Yeah, well, it's a great question because um, it's actually, I have mixed feelings. So um, it's kind of like, uh, I, I tell everybody, I, my, uh, seven, I was a MD, PhD. I was at Baylor for medical school, one of the best medical schools here in, the, in Texas. And uh, I, it was the absolute best seven years of my life. And, um, mm. you know, I love going, I love going to classes, you know, I love learning. And, um, I, and when I was at Rice in bioengineering doing my PhD, that was the best time as well. That's when I met entrepreneurs um, creating uh, businesses and changing the world. And mm-hmm. that was, that was inspiring to me. So uh, I really enjoyed the idea, the challenge, and I enjoyed the um, intellectual um, challenges of the medical field. Um, and I love learning the skill. Uh, unfortunately, the system is, is the, the, the practice of medicine is different from the education. So uh, that's where we need a, so much reform. 
Mm-hmm. In, in, in our in our system is is actually in the in the, is in the payment model is in the um, training models you know the whole practice of medicine is severely um, behind so uh, I don't I don't miss that part yeah uh, yeah uh, also I when you know when I decided to go out on my own as an entrepreneur you know I got a lot of um uh, uh, I got a lot of shame and guilt from my colleagues you know, uh, calling me, uh, you know, a sellout and a trader. Um, like, and like I said, you know, I, those are, those are my demons that I had to battle. I had to battle the need for approval, uh, the need to please everybody, the need for, mm-hmm. um, for everybody to agree with what my decisions were. And uh, in life, we always, we always have transitions, right? So uh, I, you know, the, the, uh, the medical brand was a stepping stone to allow me to um, be able to have a platform so I could help and reach uh, physicians. It also taught me a lot of, uh, a lot of skill sets needed in order to succeed. So, um, you know, that part I, I wouldn't take back, um, you know, my journey, I wouldn't take back either because it's uh, taught so many lessons as well. So, um, and like I said, uh, you know, now I'm living my best life because I've been, uh, when I look back, it's, I'm actually making a bigger impact than I could have, uh, if I were just a, just practicing attending. So, um, like I said, I, I love the medical profession, but, I, but like I said, you know, we, one, one person isn't able to change this, uh, the industry. Cause you know, there's, you know, lobbyists and politicians and, you know, insurance. So there's a whole, there's a lot of deeply entrenched, um, uh, interests that, uh, that, that uh, are actually uh, not for the physician. Right. The incentive to change isn't there. Uh, And I think, yeah. And I think physicians have lost their power or at least feel that they've lost their power. Um, And um, it's really hard to make a shift. So yeah, unfortunately, a lot of us are unhappy or leaving. I mean, I had to start a private practice. I felt like, okay, this is my last shot, <laughs> you know, <laughs> without completely retiring or leaving medicine, I'm going to at least start a private practice where I feel like I can do it my way. You know, I can spend time with patients, the amount of time that I want to, and um, give them the kind of care that I, I feel is is good right so yeah um it's a challenge but i think it's wonderful that you have the experience of being a physician because physicians need other physicians i think um to understand what they've been through yeah yeah it takes uh uh, physicians are an interesting uh cohort from a um, client perspective because they have certain uh, needs and wants, and if you don't, um, if you don't, if you don't, uh, if you don't come from the, that background, or it's it's very hard to reach and influence them. So, um, mm-hmm. so, but it, the journey has been great, and it's actually uh, like I don't I don't miss the clinical aspect, but I you know I I, yeah. I think it, I think there's a lot of innovation in the you know there's so many startups, there's so many coaching, there's so many different um, niches coming. Uh, to allow physicians to make an impact and have a voice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's looking really positive. So I want to ask you this. Um, 
Do you play any instruments or have any artistic uh, inclinations? Yeah, I actually, um, I played the uh, trombone um, and uh, I picked that up during junior high, high school, and then uh, played uh, off and on during college. And I picked it up when I was in, uh, back in medical school, I was part of the Texas Medical Center Doctors Orchestra. Wow. Uh, yeah, so that was that was really um, the other thing uh, we were talking about the other day was uh, I used to be uh, really into art in my elementary school days, and that was before you know because our school had you had to choose between be either art or music. So I went I went the musical route, but I used to do a lot of drawing, um, a lot mm -hmm. of a uh, painting when I was when I was younger. Uh, right now, a lot of my um, creative outlets are are really in writing so that's how I used to express myself and um so mm -hmm. uh I enjoy, I enjoy speaking as well and you know doing like doing podcasts and and YouTube channel and Instagram those are fun as well yeah that's great um now are you very disciplined when it comes to your writing do you have a, a practice um, well, I have a daily journaling practice where I just write, you know, my, my thoughts. Um, I try to write, um, at least I try to put out, uh, weekly, uh, articles on my blog. Um, mm -hmm. sometimes, sometimes if it's a more compli complicated topic, sometimes I have to think it out a little more, it may take me a little bit longer. Um, but I try and, uh, you know, I try and write at least every other day, uh, if not daily. Oh, that's wonderful. That's great. Um, have you ever made any attempts to uh, write fiction at all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> or poetry? I, or poetry. You know. <laughs> uh, no, I I have not. That's something uh, I'll be interested in uh, trying. You know, try yeah. to see how it makes you feel, or see how you express yourself or your creativity. Uh -huh. that'll, that'll be quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do for exercise? Oh, I do a lot of uh, I do a lot of running. So um, I've uh, I've run. Uh, I think uh, I'm training for my eighth marathon now. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Really? Yeah. Eight? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. But, uh, <laughs> it uh, it gets harder and harder as you as we age, and um, I've uh, I've uh, I've tried. We I've my goals in the marathon I've been trying to run a, a sub four hour marathon you know but that mm -hmm. takes a lot of training I've also trying to do more endurance type uh, marathons such as a 50 miler and uh, 100 miler but those I haven't gone there yet I'm still Whoa. trying <laughs> wow like an Ironman yeah <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing and where's the next marathon going to be for you Oh, in, in Houston, it, it's in, it's in uh, January of next year. Okay. And um, is running your main thing? Are you, you a cyclist too? Uh, no, I'm not a cyclist. I like uh, running is my main thing. And um, is your wife uh, an overachiever as well? <laughs> <laughs> she's actually, uh, no, she's actually the, uh, the, uh, she's less uh, ambitious from the compared to me, me she's she's a pharmacist uh, she works at md anderson and uh -huh. uh, she's always telling me to uh that i need to like um you know slow chill down out, slow down and, and you know take it easy <laughs> yeah yeah 
I'm wondering, um, uh, what were your parents like when you were growing up? Um, in terms, of, well, my parents, well, um, so I, uh, my, well, I lost to be, uh, I lost my mom when I was 11 years old oh, to, to uh, breast cancer. Yeah, so that was, that was uh, so hard. Yeah, that's actually kind of very disruptive and it sort of shatters your view of a very safe world because, yeah. you know, um, so that's why I've always been very independent and try not mm. to, um, and that's why I've always been entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. But, uh, did, did your, your dad raised you as a single dad or? Yeah. So yeah, he raised, he raised us for, as a single dad for, um, a couple years and then he remarried. Um, and, uh, you know, if I were to describe my childhood, I would say my, my, all my parents, they, they did their best and they tried their best. Uh, it had mm-hmm. a lot of uh, strife and turmoil and a lot mm-hmm. of dysfunction, but I, you know, I think that's very common in today's society. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but I, like I said, that I channeled a lot of that, um, a lot of that uncertainty into just trying to uh, achieve a certain outcome. So that was my way of um, coping. You know, my, I was always an outsider as a kid come from an Asian background. So, you know, I was always an outsider. I didn't really fit into either mainstream culture. So, uh, and so I just, I channeled all of that into uh, entrepreneurship and um, I, I channeled all of that into if I could succeed academically and, you know, succeed economically, it would be, um, that was my way of, um, of coping. Yeah. And um, I would think being more accepted too, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. Being loved. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it um, gives you some assurance. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can I can relate to some of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I heard I read somewhere that um, the two deepest fears are the fear of not being loved and the second fear is um, not being enough. So you know the mm. I think fear if you you know if you if you know everything comes from you know childhood and you know experiencing experiences. So you know a lot of my friends they came from very um, stable families and you know they they were very um they were very uh, just uh normal mm-hmm. regular and then like i said that i think if you don't experience hardship uh as a child you can you can either channel that hardship into uh drive and to do something positive yeah uh, so if you don't if you don't grow up with those you, you don't really you don't have um, an incentive to 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 do more. So you know a lot of them are very happy just doing what they're doing. So yeah, they they don't have that underlying restlessness that I sense that you might have and I might have. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. Like I feel oftentimes like I have to keep going, and there's always something more that I need to do and I think like you said earlier you were bored you know I would be bored if I (laughs) if I sat home and I didn't do anything you know exactly (laughs) yeah yeah and I also you know I also understand feeling like a little bit of a nomad too like wanting to move around or travel and and things like that as well do you have 
kind of a restless nature too sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I would, uh, I have to always be uh, doing something and um, I always <laughs> have to be, I, I'm always, um, I need to s slow down and, um, you know, enjoy the journey, but uh, I'm always thinking, you know, once, once one thing is accomplished, you know, what's the next thing, you know? So it's always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, do you do any meditation at all? Yes. Yes, I, I do. do. Uh, yeah, Tell me about that. When did you start? Uh, well, I started, uh, I've, I've actually adopted it. Um, I do it daily now and uh, it's actually, awesome. hard. yeah, I, it's hard to pinpoint the exact time when I started doing it as a daily practice, but uh, I, I, got, I got into it almost maybe, let's say around 2018. And it was just sort of uh, just able just a way to relieve stress mm -hmm. but now it's um but now it's actually really um helped because it can um it helps you to uh to um it almost calms your mind and it sort of um, helps you to get a bigger perspective uh you know in terms of any like um situations or different problems it helps you to step away and helps you to create time and space uh and think from a clear-headed uh, perspective as opposed to, you know, a reactive emotional um, uh, uh, need to, you know, so it's actually quite, it's helped, it's helped a lot in uh, my relationships. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, just in terms of overall health, it's, it's helped as well. So um, I, would, I would definitely, uh, um, you know, recommend you to mm -hmm. meditate, you know, 30 minutes, you know, to 60 minutes a, a day. So yeah, well, I actually started meditating in uh, 2015, uh -huh. and um, sometimes I, I would do it multiple times a day <laughs> when I started. When I started, um, but um, I have found it to be extremely helpful in, yes. um, you know, just just for mental clarity. I recommend it to all my patients. Um, so it is something I truly believe in. Um, and I think if more of us did it, uh, there'd be a lot less anxiety and depression and, you know, um, people would feel a whole lot better. We wouldn't be as reactive as you said, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and uh, I've recently, uh, I think I've read, I think it was the polyvagal theory. I think that was one of the books I've, recently come across mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's talking about uh, the uh, mind heart uh, body connection and uh, how meditation activates the parasympathetics and it sort of interrupts the uh, sympathetic um, pathways that the you know everybody's usually on and it helps you to um, activate the uh, prefrontal cortex for um, executive planning and function so it's uh, been yeah. quite interesting it's it's amazing yes and um herbert benson you know the harvard uh cardiologist uh, talked a lot about um the relaxation response you know is what he he termed it uh which you can you can get and achieve from prayer if you're not into meditation because a lot of people tell me i can't meditate i can't meditate um, I think they try too hard, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I found that 
art and creative expression are also nice ways to achieve that relaxation response and to help calm the nervous system. I just, I just close my eyes and, you know, just, yeah. you know, and just sit with myself and uh, just, you know, be one with my thoughts and my emotions. Yeah, I, I have a similar practice. I, I started out using an app since 2015. I've been using, I've been using that app. And I also use it uh, often to help me sleep as well. Uh-huh. Um, but because I've been meditating for quite some time now, I don't need it to be guided. And like you, you know, just closing my eyes or uh, resting for a moment, I can go into a, a deeper state, you know, yeah, more easily. So the more you do it, I think the easier it is to get into that uh, deeper state of relaxation. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's just a simple, a simple practice of just um, paying attention to your breath is so important. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like the term a uh, deeper state of relaxation and activating or accessing those states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think as a creative person too, it, it helps with creativity because you begin to be a better observer of things. You notice things more. Uh-huh. You're, not, you're not really running through life, um, not noticing people, things, places, details. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think attentiveness is peaked as well. Yeah. Well, Dr. Liu, it's been a pleasure talking with you um, and getting to know you as well. I'm wondering, is there anything else you would like to say? Uh, well, I really enjoyed being on this uh, podcast. Uh, I really, in, I, I really love the um, the uh, the um, intention of the podcast. It's very calming and soothing, and uh, just uh, and it's really I enjoyed the create creative uh, talk and just talking about different experiences and uh, helping physicians achieve a better life. Well, thank you so much. Um, You can't see my face, but I am smiling. (laughs) 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 So, um, so tell me if someone wants to work with you, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, They can contact me. They can go to my website. Uh, It's www.com. Uh, Dr. Chris Liu, mdphd.com. Uh, that way, um, they can also follow me. I'm on Facebook, um, Instagram, Twitter. Um, also, they can follow me on the uh, Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, um, and uh, and and, uh, and they or they can go to Amazon, check out my four books if they're interested, um, or email me at uh, Christopher Liu, mdphd at gmail.com. Okay, wonderful. Well, um, so Christopher, before you leave, um, tell me your definition of creativity. Um, well, creativity, we all have uh, creativity and it's just uh, the expression of yourself. It can be through words, um, through can speech, video, audio, um, writing, and it's just your expression of yourself in that moment. Um, in, spont- in a spontaneous, authentic, um, 
and congruent manner. So we all have it. We all have creativity. It's just we have to learn how to tap into it and express, use different uh, modes, uh, such as art or music, um, to express that creativity. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And um, let's keep in touch. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, th and uh, thanks for having me on the podcast. Anytime. <laughs> Bye now. Bye, everyone.